0: Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event details on Ravs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, it's
1: Matt Norlander with the CBS Sports Eye on College Basketball podcast, and it is tournament time, people. So listen to the one podcast that will cover every upset, Cinderella, Bracket Buster, Sleeper. We've got it all covered every round, reaction shows all the way up through the championship
0: game in Glendale, Arizona. To find us, search Ion College Basketball Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Welcome, one and all. Thank you, folks. Welcome, one and all, to The Late Show. I'm your host, Stephen Colbert. Ladies and gentlemen... Today, I am feeling a little extra-American. One reason, today is baseball's opening day. Here in New York... Here in New York... It was, here in New York, it was 40 degrees, but I still ate ice cream out of a baseball helmet. Why? Oh, just a little something worth celebrating today, because literally three minutes before I walked out on this stage here... The New York Times reported a New York grand jury voted to indict former president... That's right. We're finally saying Merry Christmas again. <laughs> this is... You know what? Wow. I didn't know this was going to be coming. I thought maybe wow. it would never come. I used wow. to think, oh, what does it matter if it came? I didn't know it would feel this good. Come on! Come this on. is good. This is wow. this is good news for everybody, even yeah. him. He, he now gets to join his J6 prison choir, you know. <laughs> they are number one on iTunes, baby. And you know what? He should see whether that grand jury will cut him a check for $130,000 because he is so screwed. Oh. We, we will have more on this story as soon as I am able to talk about it with a camera shooting me from the waist down. <laughs> You know uh, uh, uh. know that feeling when you're laughing and crying at the same time? Yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, you know, in light of all this, you know what did not age that well? The former president's interview with Sean Hannity. Last night, Sean Hannity aired the third and, Lord help us, final installment of his interview with the guy. Every night that he's on this interview, Sean has struggled to help the ex-president say something not horrible LAST NIGHT, HE FAILED AGAIN WITH THIS GAME OF DICTATOR WORD ASSOCIATION. ALL RIGHT. I'M GOING TO GIVE NAMES AND GIVE ME QUICK SHORT SENTENCES OR NARRATIVES, WHATEVER COMES TO YOUR MIND. PUTIN.
0: WELL, I'M GOING TO HAVE TO GO A LITTLE SHORT, BUT uh, I GOT ALONG WITH HIM GREAT. CHI. Uh,
1: a MAN I GOT ALONG, AGAIN, I GOT ALONG WITH HIM GREAT.
0: KIM JONG UN. Uh, AGAIN,
1: GOT ALONG WITH HIM GREAT. Ooh, ooh! This is fun. I want to play. Uh, Charles Manson.
0: He's not crazy. He's very smart.
1: Uh, uh, Cruella Deville.
0: I like her. I respect her.
1: Uh, O.J. Simpson.
0: He's totally innocent.
1: (laughs) Okay, okay, uh, okay. uh, Last one. Last one. Hold on. Uh, 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 oh, 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 oh! Okay. Last one. The man you see in the mirror every morning.
0: I mean, he's a felon. checks (laughs)
1: out here's the thing fox desperately need all the ratings grabbers like this they can get because dominion voting systems is suing fox for 1.6 billion dollars (laughs) arguing arguing that fox news knew the damaging things they aired about dominion in the 2020 election were lies but they said them anyway because uh money And Dominion has proof that Fox knew that if they told the truth and exposed the former president's lies, they would alienate their codependent viewers. In fact, in one leaked document, Dominion showed that after a reporter fact-checked the former president's obvious lies on air, the CEO of Fox News freaked out and sent an email saying, This has to stop now. The audience is furious. It's bad for business. Yes, telling your customers the truth is terrible for business. That's why Arby's quickly abandoned their old slogan. We have the hoginess. <laughs> now, clearly, mm. Mm. little horsey sauce on that. Mm. Can't go wrong. Now, clearly, Fox officials knew they were lying and where those lies would lead. In fact, in an email to that same CEO, Rupert Murdoch wrote, The former president insisting on the election being stolen and convincing 25% of Americans was a huge disservice to the country. Pretty much a crime. Making me pretty much an accomplice. Luckily, no one will ever see this email. I love crime, 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 crime. crime. Reply all. <laughs> In these newly revealed texts, the Fox and folks said some truly terrible things about one of Tucker Carlson's frequent guests, conspiracy-spreading lawyer Sidney Powell. One Fox producer wrote, "That psychopath, she's getting the ex-president all spun up and has zero evidence." And Tucker later replied, "That c-word, I hope she's punished." Wait, I'm wait, I'm sorry. I'm being told that was about a lady Eminem that wouldn't have sex with him. But. Fox News could soon have a new presidential candidate to lie for. It's Florida governor and tapeworm finally getting its first peak of sunshine. Ron DeSantis. DeSantis has been working behind the scenes to build donor support, including a recent visit to the Long Island estate of billionaire cosmetics heir and GOP donor Ronald Lauder. Yes, it's a battle for the makeup money. It's going to be tough. DeSantis might get Estee Lauder. What the ex-president has already locked up? Big Louie's industrial (laughs) face and cake frost. (sighs) Your face will look like a cake. (laughs) Reportedly, DeSantis has been pitching himself to donors as a no-drama candidate. But even in private, he's still scared to go directly after the guy he's trying to beat. One donor said, from what I've heard, he does not say the ex-president is drama and chaos. He just says he's not. And that's the kind of big, bad, tough guy talk yeah. that makes a real leader. Remember the words of Teddy Roosevelt, speak softly and actually just do that. <laughs> of course, one of DeSantis's signature achievements is being mean to Disney for supporting the LGBTQ community. Now, because to punish Disney for speaking up against his don't say gay law... DeSantis took away Disney's special tax status and appointed a board of hand-picked right-wing goons to oversee the governance of Disney World, but it turns out he tangled with the wrong mouse because before DeSantis's new board could even get started, Disney stripped that board of power and now the board and now the board lost its ability to do anything beyond maintain the roads and basic infrastructure. <laughs> You got played. (laughs) Now here's the thing. You might notice that I just did the voice and did not show you a picture of Goofy while I did it. That's because everybody in show business knows you do not with Disney's lawyers. Okay? Don't believe me? Look what they did to Bambi's mom after she violated her NDA. No, I agree. It's horrible. But absolutely, the most delicious part of this whole situation is how the Disney folks made this change permanent. They use something called the Royal Lives Clause, which means the ruling is valid in perpetuity or until, quote, the death of the last survivor of the descendants of <laughs> King Charles III, King of England, living as of the date of this declaration. The King of England? <laughs> They literally went medieval on their ass. It makes it. Di- it makes sense. It makes sense that Disney would do this because King Charles is a direct descendant of Dumbo. <laughs> speaking. Speaking of Dumbo's, Colorado representative and woman yelling, "You can't spell Jesus without Smith and Wesson." lauren Boebert. yesterday during a house oversight committee hearing on crime in dc Boebert questioned a local council member on a proposed revision to the district's criminal code that was later withdrawn and it got weird
2: in november of 2022 you led the charge to reform dc's crime laws is that correct
0: i chaired the committee that that proposal came you
2: led this. this charge yes sir and uh these charges these changes are now law here in D.C., correct?
0: Do you mean the revised criminal code? Yes. Uh,
1: no, those are not the law.
2: Those are not the law.
1: Always a good sign when lawmakers don't know what the law is. <laughs> it's like your cardiologist saying, well, it looks like you got a little blockage in your, uh... Doris, what's this one right here? The little pumpy-squishy. You know, the pumpy-pumpy squish-squish makes the t- tomato juice move around the body. What is... Bit of a rocky start there, uh, but Bobert pulled it together and went on to address the number one crime priority for this nation. Yes,
2: Mr. Ma'am. Allen, did you or did you not decriminalize public urination in no, Washington, D.C.? Did, did you lead the charge to do so?
0: No, it, the revised criminal code left that as a criminal charge. Did you
2: lead the charge to decriminalize public urination in Washington, D.C.?
0: No, ma'am. That, in the did you ever vote in favor
2: that? of decriminalizing? Public urination in Washington, DC.
0: The revised criminal code that was did passed you by the ever council support kept it as a criminal offense.
2: Did you did and you support this? Criminal?
0: I voted for it, yeah.
2: You voted to keep it as a criminal offense. That's correct.
1: You're not gonna get a different answer just because you keep asking the same question. Remember what Einstein said. The definition of insanity is: tell me if you're in favor of public urination, you love it, say you love it, P-Boy we got a great show for you tonight. Coming up, Brooke
3: Shields.
0: The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers, and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back, enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event details on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.
1: Hey, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, my first guest... She's an actress, model, and entrepreneur. She's the subject of a new two-part documentary, Pretty Baby, Brooke Shields. Please welcome to The Late Show, Brooke Shields.
4: Welcome, thank you. It's
1: lovely to have you on the show. We've met briefly a couple, you know, backstage, a few places, but I've never had a chance to talk to you before. I
4: love being in this position. Yeah, me too. I
1: like being here with you too. Now, uh, I want to get to the, I want to get to the documentary. You've got a fascinating life. And I'll say ahead of time is that you are a m- miraculously, like, level-headed and solid <laughs> and normal-seeming person <laughs> for somebody who's been through the number of things that you've been through in your life. Um, congratulations <laughs> on being steady as a rock. <laughs> but the, the first, the first time I've had you as a guest on my show. But obviously, it's terrible
4: on- that you can congratulate someone for being normal. <laughs>
1: Like, I suppose it is. That's crazy. Well, we'll, get, well, <laughs> okay. is. we'll get into that in just one moment. But here's the thing. You've been on so many talk shows, but I want to talk about the first talk show you ever went on because what, what a special, what a special uh, thing here. This is you with Johnny Carson in 1978. What do you remember about going on, Johnny?
4: Fringe boots and a matching dress that my mother thought was a good idea to wear, the fringe boots. You look fantastic. I was doing a uh, movie with Peter Fonda, And we were in Arizona, and that was my, you know, Arizona face. (laughs) He was absolutely, and from that day forward, Johnny was always, he listened, he always listened, he always was kind and such respect, you know? And I never really fully got that type of respect from the press in particular. But he just, there was a warmth, and he wasn't looking to make me look bad. He wasn't, he was really, really, really sweet. He kept saying, well, what if, what if, what if you weren't to act anymore? What if tomorrow, what would you want to be? And I'd say, well, I you know, want to be a mom and I was like, Okay, so like, just really like, what do you think? And he asked it oh, a few times and I finally said, do you know something I don't? <laughs> so <laughs> somebody want me not to act? <laughs> and, and he's like, oh no, 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 sweetheart. But he was just, every time I was on that show, he was such a gentleman and funny, and let me be funny, and then I would set him up a little bit, and you know he would do that look to the camera, mm-hmm. and you know it was. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you, you've been performing since you were an infant. What well, this is—this is your first ad, right there, 1965. Yeah. Were you were you a couple months old here? Eleven or? months. You were old. eleven months yeah. old. What when you? What do you? What do you think, uh, when you look at, back at, at, at you, this, this little, little girl here?
4: I, I think it's funny. I can't tell if my memory is because the story has been told to me so often that that then becomes what you believe your memory is. Um, and that was being brought into a room with <clears throat> hundreds of other little babies. And they didn't like any of those babies, I mean, it's just a big cheek. All babies have those cheeks, you know. Yes. And they called my mom and said, bring the baby down. The client doesn't like the babies. And so I was happy. I had my nap. I was, all these kids had been in that room for probably two, three hours. And they were crying and screaming and hungry and didn't have their naps. And I came in and I was just, so I don't really know what I remember of it. But I do... Uh, Sure, started off something for me.
1: <laughs> well, one of your most iconic ads right here is actually an ad. This is a, a print image of it, but it's an ad that actually CBS would not allow to be run. That's right. It okay. was banned here. It was banned. It was for Calvin Klein. Mm-hmm. And tell the people what the what the ad was.
4: Um, it was a. We all of the series of ads. First of all, were um, very intelligent. They were using literary references and historical references and um, Darwinian theories and stuff, and I had in one of the commercials I said, do you want to know what comes between me and my Calvins? And I look in the camera and I say, nothing. And everything had an innuendo to it, but mm-hmm. we were selling, <laughs> you know? Sure. And oh, the uproar. It was a scandal. A no scandal. Could not
1: run it on this network.
4: Pitchforks. And could not run it. We got banned. We got, you know, I was called, uh, deemed inappropriate, and, and it was just pornography, and how could I talk about something coming between me and my Calvins. Like the phrase, that was a phrase I used all the time about my dog, my horse. I was like, nothing comes between me and my dog, my, me and my mommy, you know, it was a phrase. It wasn't, I'm not wearing underwear or cum wasn't spelled differently. It was C-O-M-E, like, I was like, what's the problem?
1: <laughs> I, never, I never went there. I... I never went there. Thank you, thank you. So here it is. So here it is. Like, here, here here's the, one of the print uh, photos yeah, from that same that campaign. That was a
4: huge yes. Times Square.
1: Okay, what, what did you, at the time? What did you make of the controversy? What did was it there? It a...
4: was ludicrous to me. The, the thought that you could take that one line and have that set the precedent for what were revolutionary commercials. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do this whole sort of acrobatic thing reciting what the meaning of a gene is and how they're fundamental in determining the characteristics of an individual and blah, blah, blah. And I had this whole thing memorized. It was a minute long. Um, the next day, I had a pop quiz, and it was, what is a gene? And I just recited the whole thing and got an A+. <laughs> and I was like, see that? The business isn't destroying me. Um, and, and it was amazing to me that the, they always seemed to, with me, Pull out what they—the lowest common denominator.
1: We have to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with more Brooke Shields. Everybody,
3: stick around. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Hey, everybody, we're back here with the subject of the new documentary, Pretty Baby, Brooke Shields. What is it like for you to see your life presented documentary style, to to look back?
4: It's emotional, actually. I'm sure. It really is, because... You see this little girl. And she's, she's trying so hard and she's poised. And there's so many heartbreaking moments in it of this twelve year old who's under the under attack. And I'm doing everything I can to protect my mother. And and you just see like, and then you start seeing I have the squeaky voice. And then you start seeing, you know, hearing the voice changing and you start seeing me sort of zone out, and I just sort of was shutting out because journalists were so unkind, rude to me. You know, asking me for my measurements, only wanting to talk, talking and talking to a child the way you really shouldn't be talking to a child. And they were doing the very thing that they were accusing the film, Pretty Baby was my first film, Mm. that they were doing, accusing the, the film of doing.
1: In their sort of quote-unquote investigation of the sexualization of children, they were engaging the sexualization themselves.
4: Absolutely. And, and like talking about how gorgeous I am and it was like this lascivious sort of thing and, and are you, you know, virgin and like all this stuff and you'd think it was just so, it was so hypocritical to me mm. that it, you know, it really, it just unsettled me. But watching the film itself, I've never seen my whole life played out. And I'm so proud of my work. You know, my work has never been...
0: (laughs) Um,
4: (laughs) That's all my family. (laughs) Um, I, I was always pretty or famous or infamous or there was, you know, tall or eyebrows or whatever it was and nothing was ever really discussed about what I was working so hard for and loved more than anything. And then to watch it all in a row... And realized that I really did survive it, and I fought for it. And I have a healthy life. I'm so proud of that little girl, how she was able to just forge ahead and grow into a healthy person. The, the
1: thing about early trauma, I, I I found the thing about I'm wondering how you I wonder how you feel about this idea is that the idea is when you look back on early trauma, and while this was a success there was traumatic aspects of to it, clearly, for you, is that that little girl, is the that person you'd love to go back in time to help, is really still connected to you. There's an unbroken line of experiences. She's still in there someplace. Absolutely. What would you want to say to her? What, what do you think she would want from you as an adult, now I, that you know who she was?
4: That I was absolutely enough as I was, and that I didn't have to try so hard to save everybody else and you know that i didn't there were responsibilities i didn't have to to take on Mm -hmm. um being a child of an alcoholic for for one thing taking care of your mother taking care keeping her alive Mm -hmm. that was and as a child of an alcoholic you really very early on learn you read the room you read the person's feelings are so intimately connected to, especially she was a single mom. Mm. I had a very good, great great relationship with my dad and with his family, but my my primary focus was my mother.
1: Did you have any other children around you during all this, or were you alone?
4: So the most incredible thing, which nobody really knows, and, and it didn't make it into the documentary, but I was having a phone call the other day with my lawyer, the lawyer at the time, and he said, you do realize your mother was a revolutionary when it came to you. And I said, how's that? He said, in the era, they gave us two tickets to fly wherever we were going to go. She would said, OK, we'll take three. And they would say, well, why? We don't. You don't have another child. I don't get it. And she said, we'll have three tickets, please, because she needs a little person her age around with her all the time. And that's what she did. Mm. We never moved out of the city. We stayed in the city. I went to regular schools, high school, grammar school, college. And then everywhere I went, it was either my stepsister, who was my age, or my friend. And so we could look out at the ridiculousness of adults and the, the, the idiocy of it. You know, it was just a frenzy. It was crazy. And be like, look at the hair on that one, you know? And Do you ever giggle. look at young
1: stars now and go, I know how they're looking at me?
4: <laughs> <laughs> I hope they are. Because if they've got somebody to, to bounce stuff off of, they're being allowed to still be little kids. You know, she never wanted me to to be without someone my own age. And that, you know, that was really, those were the things that, that she did that wasn't salacious. You know, she, nobody, people weren't interested in that.
1: Well, Brooke, it was lovely to meet you. Thank you. It is a fantastic documentary. Pretty Baby, Brooke Shields premieres Monday on Hulu. And it's Brooke Shields, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Just one more thing. If you want to see more of me, come to the Late Show YouTube channel for more clips and exclusives.
0: New CBS Sunday.
4: You collect rewards, right?
0: This is how I make my living. When something is lost. Everyone's looking for something. He finds it.
3: You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so.
0: So-so's okay. (laughs) Justin Hartley stars.